0: You're listening to Marfa Public Radio. I'm Sally Beauvais. All this month, we're answering some of our favorite West Texas Wonders questions that have come to us from listeners over the past year. That's our series where you ask anything you want to know about the place we call home and Marfa Public Radio investigates. Today's question comes from Alpine resident Mike Green. He asked something that I've also noticed and been curious about. Okay, how did Mike phrase it? Okay, here we go. Says, Hi, Sally Bovee. This is an automated email to let you know there's one new question. Okay. What is the story behind the telephone pole sprouting through the roof of a building opposite the Amtrak station in Alpine? I have totally noticed this too. And Mike actually emailed me a photo. So yeah, it's this big warehouse right by the Amtrak station. It's got this pitched metal roof and out of one of the panels... There is this telephone pole or maybe an electric pole sticking straight out of it. It's got two cross arms on it. Uh, It's not connected to wires anymore, but it's just sticking out of the roof like it's a tree that just grew there. Let's see what I can find. So I did some digging around on the Internet about the building, but there's not much there about the pole. Mike Green suspects maybe there was some kind of dispute, like where one party refused to pay to have it removed before the building got constructed. We'll see. First, let's dive into some of the building's history. Everybody get on,
1: ready. Let's go, boys. Kick it off, Leon. Kick
0: it off. It was built in 1945, and it's changed hands a couple of times since then.
1: I'm Justin Cross. My family owned that building from the early 70s to the maybe 2010.
0: Cross inherited the building from his father when he died. He told me it's been used in a lot of different ways over the years. It was a feed store and saddle shop, a consignment sales warehouse, it used to host livestock shows and even dances.
1: It was your old style country and western. Everybody brought an ice chest, everybody, that's where the little girls and little boys learned how to dance with their daddies and moms.
0: But originally, the space was built as a wool and mohair warehouse.
1: There was a wool house in Barfa, there was one in Alpine, there was one in Sanderson.
0: They used to be pretty big business in Texas. Local ranchers and farmers would shear their goats and sheep, and the fibers would be stored at the wool house until they sold and eventually got shipped off to the mills.
1: At that time, we were making a lot of clothing out of wool and mohair. Now we've gone to a lot of synthetics. It's kind of becoming a lost art.
0: At some point, the demand for wool and mohair started decreasing local goat and sheep raisers, also had another problem.
1: The government outlawed strychnine in the early 80s.
0: And what's strychnine?
1: Strychnine is a poison that was used for predator control. And once it was outlawed, it kind of made it very difficult for farmers and ranchers to keep their livestock alive out in the mountains.
0: Cross says it's harder to keep predators at bay in the Big Bend region than in flatter parts of the state. So local wool and mohair production really dropped off. That's when his family started using the building for other purposes. In 2011, the old wool house was sold to Morrison True Value, a local hardware and appliance store. They use it as overflow storage.
1: This is is what the inside and the outside look like. Down there, we have some of our rental equipment.
0: That's Bob Ward, the store's owner. He tours me through the warehouse, through rows of refrigerators and Christmas decorations. And then we start looking for the pole. In case you've forgotten, this is a story about a pole sticking out of a roof of a building in Alpine. And it's actually really hard to find from the inside. I'm going to have to go outside and get my bearings. That's funny. You can see the thing. (laughs) You can see it so clearly from the outside. Isn't it kind of somewhere in this quadrant? We do eventually find it. It's hidden behind a structural post on the north side of the warehouse. And while we stand there and just kind of stare at it, Ward tells me he doesn't know for sure how or when it got here but he lets me in on a key detail. Back when it was still a wool house. You know, the train pulled right up, I mean, just a few feet from the building and, and the uh, wool and mohair was loaded uh, uh, back onto the train and taken wherever the, to the mills wherever, wherever they were. When it was built, the warehouse needed to be really close to the rail line. So shipments of fleece could be easily loaded onto the train. As you can hear, it's still really close. The original tracks run right by the ones that are there today.
1: I know originally that building was just built on leased land from the railroad. And so the pole itself was originally in the railroad right away.
0: Travis Roberts is the chair for the Brewster County Historical Commission. Because of where the pole is, he guesses that it's one of two things. Either part of an old electric line or... It's
1: probably part of the original communication system of the railroad. The telegraph wire tied the cattle markets of Kansas to the tables of the east. Hitch the cotton mills of New England to the southern plantations and the New York cutting tables.
0: That audio is from a historical film promoting Western Union's old telegraph system. Roberts thinks the poll might have been a part of it, but he can't confirm that without looking at it. He's actually never noticed it before.
1: You can tell whether it's either telephone or electric real easy.
0: You think you could tell just by looking at it from the ground?
1: Yes, yes.
0: I don't really trust myself to do this kind of assessment, and Roberts lives on a ranch south of Marathon, but he's headed into town the next day and says he'll drive by and check it out.
1: Okay, I'll I'll be calling you before noon.
0: Okay, (laughs) bye-bye. The next time we talk, Roberts sounds a bit more excited. The the type pole that's there was similar to the others. that used to run all the way to Marathon
1: on the south side of the railroad, and I saw two cross arms on it. And the uh, the spacing between the cross arms is not enough uh, spacing for electrical to be used. So it was definitely a telephone or Western Union signal
0: system. Roberts thinks since the wool house had to be built close to the railroad, actually on the railroad's land, the original builders simply had to work around the telephone pole. It was part of an existing communication system that the railroad relied on. And even though that line isn't active anymore, the pole hasn't really gotten in the way for any of the building's owners since then. Justin Cross again.
1: We actually used a pole for a prop for a Santa Claus every year when I was younger.
0: So you'd put the Santa Claus on top of the roof?
1: Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Very cool. I've still got the Santa Claus. It's about eight foot tall.
0: Did uh, your family ever think about removing the pole?
1: No, because then we'd have to patch a hole. (laughs)
0: This week's West Texas Wonders question came to us from Mike Green in Alpine. You can submit yours online at marfapublicradio.org slash curious. I'm Sally Bovee.